M S W Media. Well, as you know, we embrace diversity here at the Stephanie Miller Show, and I've never seen so much diversity in underwears as Tomboy X. <gasps> I got the new rainbow ones. I even got the rainbow shirt. You can use it as a t-shirt or jammies. Fancy? I got the awesome. And the, the, that's a V-neck. It's so pretty. Okay. Listen, it's like nobody took the time to design authentic underwear for strong, independent, right? Comfortable with yourself, people like us. Tomboy X did. They created underwear that makes you feel like, you know, this underwear doesn't just fit. It gets me. Yes, I'm feeling proud. So I got the entire pride line. The underwear. I've got the uh, jammies. I've got the t-shirt. Tomboy X since 2014 has been making brazenly unapologetic underwear for all bodies, all shapes, all genders, all sizes, really all sizes from boxer briefs to bikinis, boy shorts to bras. Every pair of Tomboy X is created to fit you and how you see yourself and they've expanded way beyond underwear too and with their love at first wear guarantee you can order risk-free while you find your perfect fit discover your inner tomboy let me get you started with my special discount go to tomboy x under the code stephanie to get an extra 20 percent off that's an extra 20 percent off when you enter stephanie at tomboyx.com that's tomboyx.com restrictions apply see site for details Hi, I'm Frances Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela, and welcome to The Final Word. Westwood One presents The Final Word. The Final Word. The Final Word. With Frangela. Frangela. The Final Word. That was actually sort of like a gong. Yes. From like a like a, a monastery, yes, maybe. Exactly. Oh my goodness. Is that what you, you were going it? for? Yes. I don't know in the context of the our podcast how that works, but I'm glad that it came out the way you wanted. Would I tell you that I am overjoyed right now? Yeah, uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone who uh, listened to us last week as we filled in for Stephanie Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was a challenging week. It was a very challenging week, um, and we're going to get to that for sure. Because, you know, I'm going to tell you that uh, for me, when, you know, when we go in and we do Stephanie's show, you know, we don't, one of the things we don't try to do is be Stephanie Miller. Right. You know, because nobody can be better or as good as Stephanie Miller other than Stephanie Miller, in my opinion. Yes. You know, in our opinion, I should yeah, say. It's her, it's her show and she does it expertly. Exactly. You know? And so I, we can't, you can't go in and do that. Right. So, but one of the things I felt, you know, as a, if you will, as a producer in that moment, I did have a sense of, oh my goodness, we're not turning over topics as much as I would like to, you know, and mm-hmm. getting to more. Even with three hours a day. It's exactly. three hours every day. At the crack of, of not dawn, dawn. Now, been, whatever pre-dawn is, I think we call it night. Yes, yes. But the reality is that even still, and what I feel today, so in the moment, I'm going to let's start there. In the moment, definitely hammering this situation on the Trump's zero tolerance policy that snatched children away from their parents at the border, made people move them in the middle, middle of, of the, the night, night, kidnap them to a, what twelve to thirteen countries right now which just coincidentally a bunch of which are blue states yeah um all over the all over the country um and within the city of new york now they said it was like 200 and something like 280 290 children Mm -hmm. it's over 600 yeah yeah so the reality is is that that happened we as our government trafficked traffic do it for me angela trafficked Thank is that you. what you're trying yes. to say? It I can never, something more complicated. And you know what? It just doesn't want to come out. It, you, know, you know why? Because it's wrong. Yeah. I think your mouth is like a really good formal, <laughs> like, 
moral arbiter and it just will not say sentences that are completely wackadoodle and wrong like the US government is trafficking children yes. but they absolutely are yes. and we've had lots of reports there's a lot of parts of this but what you were going what you're saying about last week and, and that happened and so that when that happened it felt like it, the reality was for us it's people who had this you know really wonderful opportunity to be on and, and host Stephanie's show that that was the only conversation that was the we only other topic. We brought up other things as much as we could, but it's a crisis. It, well, it's a, it, exactly, and I, you know, and I think people did get that. I mean, one or two people maybe on, I would see on Twitter would be like, "We have to keep our eyes on the ball," and it was always the Trump Russian. As I, I feel the need to remind people that it, whether or not we all watch that case, the, the prosecutors are. Yes, like they are continuing with their case. They're not watching. They didn't stop to go. Well, let's l- listen to Frangela and Stephanie Miller. They might have. Mm-hmm. I think Bob Mueller listens to us every day, but that's something I've made up. So <laughs> I, you know the. I, we, I think what last week it was really hard because um, it's horrible. I've never, I've never been ashamed yeah. to be an American, and and even in even though I will say openly that in France at times I did lie and say I was Canadian. Did you Angela? once or twice? But at, what I came to realize is that a black person, as a black person, I didn't actually have to do that. Right, right, right. Because they just don't see they us as being responsible for the problem. Right, right, right. They get it. <laughs> they don't. But um, but as if you there's a definite animus towards Africans. Yes. Um. But black Americans, they you know expats, yeah. jazz, jazz, all yes, that. They just the jazz. you know they say cappuccino, bonjour, and I go bonjour because only in France can you call me cappuccino. <laughs> I'm don't try you, that here. I'm, I'm don't try you, that I'm gonna here. Call you, I'm gonna call you latte. Don't try. Uh, don't try. What are you trying to say? I'm light skinned. What are you trying to say? What you trying to say? I'm light skinned. I'm light skinned. Is that what you trying to say? Like I'm not black. Like I'm not black enough. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Um, oh my god. We're gonna let you in on on uh, if those of you who aren't aware on racial uh, racial divisions within the black community. Oh my if you god. Will. Not racial is the wrong term. Color struckness. Yes. Yes. If you haven't heard of color struck, raise your hands. Mm, yeah. Okay, so a bunch of you haven't. <laughs> um, that's just basically that in this country's history, there has been legalized yeah. of rights based on how dark somebody's skin was. Yeah. And, and that, access per- allowed based on how light a yes. person of color's skin is. Particularly, people tend to identify it with Louisiana, yeah. um, but it really is was a huge issue all over Oh, no, I come, the from, country. I come from a paper bag family. Yeah, the, there's the test. If you're darker than a paper bag, you can't do certain things yes um, or you're not welcome you're, you're not, not welcome. welcome in certain places and so internally the sort of in, internalized racism and yeah. bigotry um, and oppression the sort mm-hmm. of Stockholm syndrome of it uh, we call it being color struck yeah so uh, that was a little black people moment the more you know <laughs> The more you're less likely to offend. Yes, yes, yes. But, but, but don't you go out there and use these terms. Don't use these terms. Don't go look at some black person and go, are you color struck? <laughs> or call them cappuccino or latte. That's for just private That's friends for with us. us. That's for all us. That's just inside here. Let but, you know because we love you. We don't want you to get hit. Exactly. Don't let your me, president get your ass kicked. That's I one of my that. favorite t-shirts. t-shirts. That's a great t-shirt. I'm going to get that t-shirt for it's us. It's a great t-shirt. It's a great t-shirt. But for me, I'm is looking at this and, you know, and every day, every day poor Angela you know it's like the the news affects us all but Angela really does it really does physically and emotionally tear at you and you I know have, you were, I have a tendency were. to over empathize and, and and that sounds I don't think it's over but that's what I've been told by you know the medical community <laughs> but um but this is the thing for me I cried 
I all I feel like all I do is cry. Yeah. And I don't want to bring that to people because they have their own tears and I feel like we shall have our own crying bushes. Right. Or crying rooms or crying pillows. Yes. And because I and I do believe Should we tell people what a crying bush is? Oh, maybe you guys don't know. Maybe they don't I, I know. I mean, we may we may have mentioned it, but no, really Lindsay's quickly. Saying no. Really quickly, the crying bush is when we were doing I'm a celebrity, <laughs> get me out of here. Huge mistake. Okay. Let me and, just and asterisk. I, worst pu- worst professional decision. Ever. So I had talked Angela into it, and I'm going to tell you something Angela was I not. I knew it was wrong to go. Really, really. It, it was, was horrible. Wrong to go. It, it, it was white horrible. people want you to fly to you to a jungle, <laughs> and you're like, let's do it. It sounds fun. I'm like, this doesn't sound fun to me at all. And so we were there, and it was and it was awful. It was hell. And Angela, <laughs> Angela was upset. I think you were upset. I don't think you slept I didn't once. Sleep. I didn't sleep. I would cover my head with that tarp that they had. we had, <laughs> and I would just keep enough open so I could just see when the ninjas, we call them the jungle ninjas, but they're like, they really were, I think, they're mercenaries. Yeah, the mercenaries, mercenaries that they hired to patrol the camp. Yeah. And that night they would come in and pull out the, the most venomous snakes, not all of them. Yes. Um, and they weren't allowed to talk to you, and they did all that woo-hoo-hoo stuff, and like, you know, like, they say And they were always, they completely camoed out you, from you the would face not know they were there. You would not know they were there you'd go to yeah. reach this happened to me I can't tell how many times we're walking through the jungle I'd go to reach for a tree to grab to, to steady myself and a hand would come out of nowhere all camoed hand and grab me I'm like the tree's grabbing me that's odd because I'm a little slow sometimes on these things and I look up and I'm like ah and there's this guy like somehow like a spider you know up mm. in a tree and he was like and then he would point to where I was about to put my hand where some horribly dangerous venomous creature was sitting there with its mouth open like ready for Angela yes and so so Angela was upset all the time and she had a specific book that she would go and cry at. I needed a crying bush <laughs> because I didn't want. Bush. I, was like, I went to one cry when I didn't have a, a set crying place. It was hard to find me. If right, there was a meeting, right, um, or another a plot to get to get food or to get something going. Uh, so yeah, I would cry at my crying bush, and um, it's uh, deeply, deeply upsetting. But I think today, starting this week, and we sat down to do the podcast, and we were talking. Uh, what I see now, a lot of things have happened this week. So it's Tuesday, and the Supreme Court has already shown me. Uh, I can't even tell you in the last twenty-four hours what's we're going to tell you. But what I need people to—I'm asking people if they can do—is take a couple steps back. We keep being told to keep our eyes on the ball. And what people usually mean I've seen on social media is they're like, keep your eyes on the Trump-Russia investigation. Keep your eyes on this. Keep your mm-hmm. eyes. And I'm like, actually, I think a great move I'm going to put forward as an option is to actually take 10 steps back and look at the entire picture. Yes. Because if you look at the entire picture of what's going on, what what you see is the Trump-Mueller investigation, that's that's happening and thankfully, and it needs to happen, we need to protect it. But, that, but there's an onslaught. There, this is a war. Yep. And there are many fronts to it. And if we compartmentalize those fronts too much and then we don't, it's like the poor people's campaign, what they're trying to do, which is all of these things have to be seen in the broader context of what it is, which is an autocratic takeover of our democracy. And in no way did I ever think in my life, Francis, with all of my lefty leftiness, and I'm super left, lefter than you know, you know. That I would ever say that sentence and know it's not hyperbole yeah, and know exactly. I'm not exaggerating because there are major mainstream people saying the exact same thing. Absolutely. And the reality is, is that so we are sitting here. First of all, I have to say, I have to take one step back and say thank you for every to all of you, all of you who call, who called, who talked about this subject matter. And that's the reason why I yeah, wanted nobody to start. called or wrote and said, hey, I'm sick of this. Stop talking about exactly. it. Everybody was on point. We're all disturbed. And so the the reality is, is that 
against someone, this president, who we we have not been able to move the dial away yeah. from this man so much so that his uh popularity points uh polls were going up to he was up at 45 he's mm-hmm. back down to 41 now but we've not been able to move the dial on this man but the reality is is that the uprising and the outrage and the absolute it's correct outrage Thank you. about people about this government stealing kids from parents and having absolutely no plan to get them back. Can you well, imagine? I, well, I think the plan was never to get them That's back. That's what I'm saying. That Having was no the plan. plan. The plan was not to reunite them. The plan was That's to right. create a group of children very um, here in the New Gilead where people could pick up a child if they want one. They're yeah. sending eight-month-olds to new families. Yep. That's what's happening. Exactly. They did the same thing to Native Americans. Yes. Um, and and, and the, what were called coolies, Chinese labor, labor um, laborers on the railroad system, mm-hmm. um, which is a horrible name. Don't use that. It's from history. Um, but it's uh, basically, you know, the attack and, and, and the things that have been said, this, this zero tolerance policy got, you know, so it's at first people tried to mire it and this who started it, whatever. Right. But the reality, you can say to people in your own lives who say this started under Obama, you can go, no, you tell me that there are three over 3000 because it's the numbers over 3000. Yeah. They keep forgetting a thousand kids. Lawrence O'Donnell is the only person I've seen really go in on this this misrepresentation mm, mm-hmm. that that 2300 number that's from the end uh, the last date that they took a reading if you will account which was in early like the early part of this month and like i think the end of may mm-hmm. since then there are a thousand more kids that we that we're being told about and understand all of these stats come from the government that's right none of these stats have been verifiable and what i don't understand miss francis if i may and final word podcast listeners i can go right now on my phone and order a pizza that's right. And I can watch. It will tell me that they're making it. It will tell me when the person has left the store with it. And I can watch that person's drive. I can actually tag this person on a map and watch them drive to my house. But somehow you have taken over 3,000 children from people, maybe more, and you don't know you, where anybody is. No. Put a pizza box in the hand. Totally. Like, what's it going to take? What, can we get Domino's, I bet, can, can solve this what, shit. Put them in charge. Because their point. So when I look at that, I go, the point was never to reunite. No, no, no. And here that's the goal. Here's my other point. The Pentagon has been asked to prepare over 20,000 beds for for children. The Pentagon. The Pentagon. Well known for their innkeeping. Exactly. <laughs> and you know what? And I keep saying this. Yes, it's awesome. I keep saying this over and over again. Women and children on a military base. What could go wrong? I have a few things to say. Tail hook. Abu Ghraib. Um, you know, the, the this is not a place for unaccompanied minors. And so um, we've learned a lot of things about the situation they're in, sort of, because every picture you've seen, except for two, an audio that audio recording of the children crying last week that was smuggled out. And last night, Rachel Maddow showed mm-hmm. some video that a worker was able to, who then subsequently quit. Yes. Um, and is now being represented by Michael Mahadi 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 Avenatti. Oh, you um, know, and we are Avenatti's angels. Yeah, because, ooh, now he's representing over 50 women yeah. who um, who have been separated from their children for free in his law firm. And um, oh, I forgot to look up. I'll look it up in a second. Hmm. But, um, the name of the couple here and they're this raised uh, at this point, I guess, over 20 million. Right. Um, they're Gil and Kat. I forget. We're going to look up their names. But they're another. During all that happening, um, a, lo- a number of other things have come to light. And again, because the government has brought them to light, because nobody's allowed to talk to these children. Nobody's allowed to go in there with video or with cameras. And so, and they, 
what we did get smuggled out uh, was we saw this woman trying to talk to this little girl. I don't know how old. She looks so young. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just kept repeating she wanted to talk to her mother. And this woman was trying to calm her down and trying. But like, you know, I part of me goes when you tell her don't cry. Like, really? She she got to cry. <laughs> like, there's nothing, yeah. you know. Uh, but that came out. Also, we learned that we have an, there's an audio recording of whoever one of these people who's in charge of them. It's a woman's voice telling the children um, that they shouldn't complain, basically, that they don't want to complain. They don't want to tell things to the reporters, because if you tell things to the reporters, then you'll be in the newspaper. And if you're in the newspaper, then what will happen to your case? Right. I mean, that could affect your case and your parents case. And then it could hurt your chances of getting to your parents again. And she the person literally says, I'm not threatening you. I'm not. Or she goes, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just telling you the truth. Right. It's an, and then you read in the article that uh, they report to, they've reported to this group of reporters they let through without cell phones, without being able to record or without being able to talk to anyone. Yeah. They let them walk through. They tell them that there have been no reports by any of the children of abuse or mistreatment. And then they, their evidence is, of course, they don't show that. They can't show, you can't show the absence of something, but so they're not going to, they said there aren't any reports, so they don't show any. But they point to a set of phones in the back of like the tent, one of these tents the kids are in. And if over the phones, it was like, call for abuse. So what you're telling me is, you're going to take a pot thank you Lindsay. you already see the problem don't you you first threaten them right and tell them you these are children mind you that you or your parents case and getting reunified could be damaged if you say things that are bad about how you're being treated here then you put a phone up that over it set, makes it clear that anybody using this phone is a rat in yeah. their minds is telling so would it surprise me if they've in fact had no children complain mm-hmm. no because only I would think the older kids there would be like, you can't. can't. You can't. To the younger ones, you cannot pick up that phone. Absolutely. And just so you know, just to uh, Charlotte and Dave Wilner are the people who started the fundraiser trying to raise $1,500, uh, you know, for this non, for races, a nonprofit group in Texas. And we'll talk about them later. But the reality is, is that now they've raised over $20 million. Facebook. Because on Facebook. And you know why? Because Americans care. And we everybody anybody who is a decent human being looks at this policy and knows that these are bad awful people enacting this that's right and more and more people should be quitting more and more people i would like to see them shut it down and and march the children out yeah like i just (laughs) that's what i would like to see but on top of that you know now the president uh donald trump he has been calling for um this is a tweet from him hiring many thousands of judges and going through a long and complicated legal process, which you might normally refer to as due process, is not the way to go. We'll always be dysfunctional, spelled incorrectly. People must simply be stopped at the border and told they cannot come into the U.S. illegally. Children brought back to their country. Now, these people didn't come here illegally. We're breaking the law by putting them in prison. Right. Um, they came here. They have the absolute, it's codified in our laws. They have the absolute right to apply for asylum. They're not being allowed to. Then they're being separated from their children and they're calling their children um, uh, unaccompanied when they, in fact, many of them, most of them were. Don't tell me a two-year-old came here on their own. Absolutely. And the reality is, is that when people were seeking asylum, we won't allow we them. We won't allow them to do it. To do it. So we immediately make people, we criminalize 
people who are trying to come here legally. So you can't have it both ways. Right. And then he's, but he's, what the president is suggesting is that we get rid of due process. And I saw a bunch of people on Twitter start arguing with this the man who put it up there that this is wrong. You can't, without due process, and, and Stephen Colbert said it last night, I believe, in his monologue, without due process, we're all illegal. That's aliens, right. According to them. And I don't like that term. Those mm-hmm. terms, those are their terms. But according, without due process, and people kept writing him, I can prove I'm an American in one minute. I can prove it. He's like, you're missing the part where due process is you don't get a chance to prove it. Mm-hmm. The due process is they don't get it doesn't matter what ID you have on you. It doesn't matter what ID you have control of. You don't get to make a phone call. You don't get to show that ID. They just pick you up and throw you in jail and then throw you out. That is, and if you think it will stop with people from the, our southern border, you you, you are, are wildly way, unaware, absolutely, grossly oh. ignorant of this country's history. Exactly. That is, at the end of the day, we're already now going back into records and talking about uh, looking at legalized right. people who are here and possibly potentially throwing them out. They have been. They have been. Um, they have been detaining people who overstayed their visas, and at some point during that overstay, they became married to an American, or they in some way applied for immigration for uh, status here, and they got it. I know personally some people who have come into this country who overstayed their visas, so technically they had committed that crime 10, 15, 20 years ago, some uh-huh. of them, but since then have become citizens. They're going after those people. And, and you know what? And here's the thing. Where are the Canadians who are being forced oh, out of this country? How many Where, Canadians do we know in Hollywood who've been here trying to get acting work? I love Lawrence O'Donnell being like, you know, if you go to a certain, certain bars in the Southie, right? There's nothing but... Irish people. Irish people who have overstayed their visas but they're in not that getting, bar. They're not getting stopped and thrown no. away. They're not no. getting um, harassed into no. leaving. And so you hear about these guilty pleas. Well, basically, they've, we know for, they've been, uh, uh, Michael Avenatti said yesterday, they're rounding up these parents and they're saying, if you want to see your kids again, you have to plead guilty. Yeah. That, that we have, we are well beyond, I don't want to hear, and I didn't bring it here with me, but the man, uh, Goodwin, I can't think of his first name. Mm-hmm. The you, you may or may not have heard of Goodwin's Law, basically, oh, or Goodwin's yes. Rule, yeah. which is, states that he's a guy who studied um, history and the Holocaust, and he basically, in like the 90s, said, called it his rule. Or, right. I think it got labeled that. Right. I think he said it in an article that you can't stop comparing things to the Nazis or to the Holocaust. It's not a fair comparison. He has come out and said, forget my rule, you absolutely can compare this. Yeah. What is ha- we are six to seven steps in on the development of a despotic autocratic regime. That's right. And I keep saying, and I know I sound crazy. No, you don't. I know I'll I sound crazy. This. But the reality is, is that Donald Trump, he is he is moving, you know, the police force, you know, trying to get them on his side. He's already got a, another police force, ICE. Yeah, which needs to be abolished. Which, you know, which is absolutely dependent on him and backs him up. And what's crazy is like every time people try to ask them questions and then you just see the the head of ICE just trying to be like, "Uh, well, uh," you know, because they were asking, you know, what do you think about separating? Is it okay to separate children from their families? Well, they're breaking the law. But do you do you think Mm -hmm. and the the children are children are breaking the law? Is that how that works now? But, you know, but, you know, here and here we are 
we, we you can't trust things. You can't. We can't trust the Supreme Court. No, and that's the thing. And Donald Trump is telling everyone uh, who listens to him in this country, you can't. We don't need more judges because they, you can't trust them. You, they're prejudiced and corrupt. Yeah. Don't trust your legal system. Don't trust anybody who says they're a Democrat. Only trust me. Okay, Stalin. I'll only trust you, Mao. How about that, Putin? How about that? Yep. Like yep. Noriega. What's up? So right now, we today, the Supreme Court upheld the third iteration of Trump's travel ban in a 5-4 ruling along partisan lines. The Muslim ban. The ban was issued last fall, preventing travelers from eight countries, including six majority Muslim countries. None of which any of the terrorists came from. Right. From, from 9-11. Enter, from entering the U.S., several states challenged the ban, claiming the order constituted a Muslim ban and violated, violated uh, Trump's executive authority and the Constitution and harmed U.S citizen and educational institutions uh you know well this is what makes me really so uh, you uh, you know who it was five to four yeah um but uh Sotomayor Justice Sotomayor she wrote the dissent and it's scathing and right on point because this is what really makes me mad two weeks ago that this same Supreme Court ruled in the um Masterpiece Cake case that that basically they said that they didn't rule uh, this is where I got I'm still mad about this people not being mad enough about this but because what they ruled was what they didn't rule on whether or not it was prejudiced to do it um, or if it was violated the civil rights of this this gay couple to have a cake what they said was that this Colorado commission on I'm going to get this wrong but basically their commission on civil rights um, and within the state they're the ones who found that masterpiece cake people guilty and, and fined them what the court said uh, in a again part partisan ruling that in that situation that board showed animus towards the idea of religion that they showed a prejudice against religion that they feel invaded that decision and therefore made it nullified but then they today make make do the exact same thing from yeah. the very moment this Muslim ban has been sent out was was has been tried. It is unequivocally Trump has said it himself a number of times been a Muslim ban. Yeah. And so Sotomayor, one of the things she said was, quote, a reasonable observer would conclude that the proclamation was motivated by anti-Muslim animus. Uh, so what does that tell you? You put those, like I said, take a few steps back. You put those two cases together and what you're being told is white Christian is right and everything else, else is, is wrong. wrong. Absolutely. That's, Absolutely. That's, and that's just one of their fucked up cases. Yes. Because they, also. They, they also uh, ruled, where is this at? Uh, that the Supreme Court struck down the California law on anti-abortion centers. Yes. Those are the fake abortion, the fake uh, pregnancy clinics where they refuse, they give people and in, women incorrect information about being their pregnancy and don't tell them about other services. So there are roughly 27,000, um, 2,700, excuse me, crisis pregnancy centers that we know of in the United States, including around 200 here in California, according to abortion rights advocates. They vastly outnumber the number of abortion clinics. Yeah. And they all have names that make people think that maybe they can get an abortion there. Um, and so part of California passed this. This is, this is what just got overthrown. California's Reproductive Fact Act was passed by a Democratic legislature and uh, signed by Democratic Governor Jerry Brown in 2015, and it required centers that were licensed by the state as family planning facilities to post or distribute notices that the state has programs offering free and low-cost birth control, prenatal care, and abortion services. The law also mandated unlicensed centers that they may have no medical provider on staff to disclose that fact. So um, what just happened is now those sites can operate with impunity. Yep. 
You know what? And just as a, a personal story, when I was in high school, you you don't need this anymore. Some people do, though, um, as much. But when I was in high school and I went to an all-girls school, uh, you you know, pregnancy tests weren't at the ready. Right. And well, you were you're very old. Yes, um, they weren't. I, they weren't. You know, you couldn't walk. You you know, or you were too embarrassed, or you didn't right. have the money, or whatever. They but still the, cost money. But yes. I think we've gotten over the shame. Right. Most, exactly. Some of, us, exactly. some of us in some situations. So you know, you can, basically you had to go to a doctor, have an appointment to get or a wait and see. A wait and see. So what I when I tell you, the I've been in one of these places once, and I went with a friend who thought she was pregnant. Because, you know, that was the word on the street that you could go. Right. And, you know, and I get a, thought, free, get a free pregnancy test. But the amount of things that they put her through. Yeah. To just get the test. Yeah. The whole discussion, they wanted to know if she was planning to abort. If she, What was she going to do None if she was pregnant? Business. None of their business. What was she, you know, let, they, they wanted to know this. They wanted to know that. They wanted to know her medical history. They wanted to have, they had her information. They had her address. They had all this stuff. And not no one there was a doctor. Nope. Because they're never going to give you that abortion. They don't offer abortion services. No one there. And there, no, it wasn't a clinic, nope. but it looked, it paraded as if it yeah. were a clinic. clinic. That's the that whole was point. A, that's the, and, and, the, and so when you have a frightened 14-year-old or 15-year-old. Or 40, shit. Yes. Walking into there, you know, you're not providing services. No, it, it, You're pushing it ideology. Yeah, it's obfuscating and it's lying. It's fraudulent. You wouldn't allow you wouldn't allow a toy company to make a toy that they said, this will cure cancer. You wouldn't let them do that, but you'll let this happen. Yeah. So that's when you step back out, you see there's that front, yeah. you know, of this attack. Um, we have another shooting. Antoine Rose, 17-year-old young black man, was shot. Um, and three times in the back by a police officer who had read who had been sworn in that day. Yeah. That day. Um, this kid actually wrote a poem a little while before he was shot about how he didn't want to be killed by the police. Uh, and they read it at his funeral. And there have been nightly, daily protests in East Pittsburgh around this. But I want you to look at that. And then remember that, that Jeff Beauregard Sessions, the attorney general, he closed every Justice Department investigation into police malfeasance. Absolutely. Every single investigation they dropped. Yes. Also, the Supreme Court ruled on the election map, okay? Yes, they ruled, yeah, on gerrymandering. On gerrymandering. So, well, you know, you... They ruled that the Texas maps hold. Yes. The so, gerrymandered Texas maps So hold. when you put all of these things in the bucket, and when you put all of these things together, the reality is... There is something happening here, and there is it's these a coordinated multi prong attack. It's seismic, and that is why I cannot and will not deal with this bullshit issue of civility, which we go takes us to Maxine Waters, which I love. Which her response about you know My Maxine Maxine came back out and was like, you know what, protest is civil, and if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant. In a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore 
anywhere. The, the reality is, is that her calling out people to come up against this presidency and, and on this administration. And call people out for their racist, anti-American, uh, you know, policies. Yes. For lying to us. And, you know, for me, what I told Angela on the way here the Democrats, I'm just going to use this word, are pussies. Okay? You know, we, I don't like the word. That I, way, but know. I know. But for the sake of the discussion, we're just going to let it go. I'm going to say one thing. Fuck Trump. Okay? Because for me, what happens is, is that Nancy Pelosi, you know, you're supposed to get behind Maxine Waters. And I understand in another reality, in another dimension, when we were all playing the same game. Yes. That... We're not supposed to say certain things. But what she said was not calling for action for somebody to come and hurt the president. No, the president does that. He's actually the person who calls for people to be violent. That's right. He stood in front of an, a whole room of police officers and told them that they should they should quote rough people rough suspects up in their police cars. He has said it at his rallies: throw them out, punch them in the face. I mean, I don't want you to hurt them, but if you do, I will cover your legal expenses. This he is on a regular. He's called her stupid, low intelligence, every ugly. Uh, they've made racist comments about her hair. Like I cannot tell you. And what you want to sit up here now, Dems, Pelosi, and y'all, and Chuck Schumer, here, Chuck Schumer, Chuck Schumer ain't said shit. In like over a week. Yeah. And then he gonna show up now to talk about Maxine. Yes. Fuck Chuck Schumer. Well, and for me, that's my that is my issue. I haven't heard you talk about these kids. I haven't heard you talk about the the racist claptrap coming out of Trump's mouth or Jeff Sessions' mouth or any of these people. But, but, but no, were you no gonna peace go for these people? No peace. But where you're gonna go is after Maxine Waters. For saying that you should go out and peacefully protest, that you should stand up for what's right, that you do not have to serve someone clearly masterpiece case. You don't have to serve someone who has literally called you an animal and a rapist. How dare these people go into Mexican restaurants? Yeah. How do they go into anything? Cook it the fuck at home. I don't, I am over, I don't understand. This is all we have is protest. Our elected represent, representatives are stymied by their, their lack of voting power. Yeah. And, and, see, and most of them don't have the courage it takes, which I call minimal, yeah. to call evil, evil. If you can't do that then you are of no value to me. Yep. So I, you know, this idea that we need civility, no, we need rights. Yeah. We need laws. We need our children back. We need our children to not get shot in the back three times. We need those. I don't care about your hurt feelings. Seriously? Seriously. I know. If somebody hasn't directly, I need, I need my white friends, I need all y'all to hear this. If somebody, you don't like a tone of a comment, somebody says something about white people, did they put your name in it? Right. Why is it that you're so upset at the reference to white privilege or white people, which is meant in all, every case I've seen that I've seen people complain about what they're saying is the system of racism that whether you like it or not, white people. And I know you don't ask for it unless you're really lying to us. Uh, you get white privilege, want it or not. It's yeah. not a choice you make. And it, none of these terms mean that you, like we've said before, that you haven't suffered. Yeah, that's right. We're talking about a system of oppression that is actually outside of your individual control. So when people start complaining that their feelings are hurt and don't paint white people with the same brush, I have to tell you that's not even in my top 20 of issues right now. No. Get over your feelings. I don't want to hear Be it. a good ally. Get yourself woke. Yeah. I will send you the articles if you need them. Write to us at frangela08 at gmail.com. I need you to come home and journal that shit. And journal it because you're, you're feeling hurt. We're dying. Yeah. You're feeling hurt. 
It's a bad system. Be hurt. I'm hurt every day. And I don't mean I want hurt for anyone. What I mean is feel that pain, feel that discomfort, and ask yourself, why do I feel this uncomfortable? Yeah. This person didn't call me out. It's not in reference to me. All the comments I've seen, and they were, they're not even directed at somebody else's comment. Yeah. So it's like I, I just need people to focus up on the broader picture here, which is not you in your individual life. Because coming back, when we talk about the systematic attack on all of us, on women, on people of color, on women of color, uh, on immigrants, on poor, on the poor, you got the uh, people who make nails about to lose their companies because of the steel tariff that Trump imposed. Oh, but, but all this afternoon... Harley's leaving. I, uh, yeah, all this afternoon I had to hear about how great the steel industry is doing. Trump all afternoon sat there and took, took questions and was like, how how great the steel industry up. is doing and how great, you know, and how many uh, steel factories are opening back up. So the reality is, is that watch all of these, all of these things yes. that are happening. And don't get distracted because Sarah Huckabee couldn't eat at Red Hen. Or, or Melania wore a jacket that said, I don't really care, do you? What well, the, all those things show you is what you already knew about them. Yep. That they are racist, that they're totally in favor of these policies, and that they're absolutely tone deaf to anyone else's pain or needs. Yep. These are people who are only concerned, in, not even with enriching a pot, the 1%, just themselves. Exactly. And that is our final word. Thank you. It is time for email. Emails, emails, emails. Gotta get some emails. I want to thank you once again for writing us at frangel08 at gmail.com. And also, if you go to the thefinalwordpodcast.com, there's a little button you can push, and there's all sorts of pages and stuff on it. And um, that's a good way to reach us because we do respond to all emails. We were a little behind from last week, but you will hear from us. First up, this is from Richard C. Thank you so much. He is titled Unimaginably Important Midterm. He said, Hello and good day. Longtime listeners since 2007 of the Stephanie Miller show. And because of my because of her, my wife and I are now fans of you two fine ladies. Well, thank you guys. He says, hope you guys read this as I have a suggestion about voting in this fall's unimaginably important midterm election. What do you think about spreading the word about people signing up for these absentee voting? Hmm. It is available in all states. Some will make you prove that you need it and can't go out to vote to get it. But many like like surprise where we live in Florida will let you do it. Just because you want to sign up by phone or online. The downside, it costs you the price of a stamp. Mm -hmm. Upside, it won't cost you the price of gas or transportation or parking. It won't cost you any time out of work. If you don't have to think about how long the voting lights are, uh, you don't have to think about what the weather will be like. Any form of ID needed can be sent through the mail well ahead of time, so no last-minute rush. You'll get a ballot in the mail a week or two ahead of time, so internet research can be done if desired. Yeah. These are all great things. You don't have to do it every time. Signing up usually lasts for a couple of election cycles. What do you think? Richard Rich- C. I think that's, that's fabulous. A brilliant. And and you know fabulous suggestion. And I think that if we can get some young people to do some absentee, you know, uh, and get your voting. family members who you know have difficulty getting out yes. or maybe work, you know, or spotty on on voting, spotty on a voting. Like let's let's help them. You do get them the forms. You help them make this happen. Yeah, because we need everybody to show up. Malcolm Nance, uh, who is you know an intelligence expert and former CIA I guess spy, really mm-hmm. operative. He on on Stephanie Miller last week said this sentence. If we lose these midterm elections, it will be the end of American democracy. Yep. This is not a man who, in my experience, says things that are crazy. Nope. 
So and he's not given to hyperbole. Not at all. So that's that's how important it is. And then he had a little piece oh, yeah. at the end. He said, Cute. trivia question, where did this line come from? Quote, and he will know your ways as if born to them. Why, of course, Richard, <laughs> of course, you, we all know who that's from. Because as we all know, the spice must flow. It's from Dune. Dune, people. Our favorite Dune. movie of all time. Wadib, my name is the killing word. Yeah. What? what? The spice must flow. House Atreides up in this bitch. Mm-hmm. What? Fuck the Harkonnens mm-hmm. and the Emperor. They totally. can suck it. Totally. That I have is plans our moment. within plans. <laughs> but my brother keeps pace with the storm. <laughs> that was our jerk out moment. Yes. 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 Doing yes. the shit. Next up, this is from Denny L, who says, Great job, Frangela. I've been a podcast subscriber for 11 years now and really miss a show. I used to cringe when Stephanie would announce a vacation as the podcast is my workout listening. However, I wanted to let you know how great a job you two do. I look forward to you as much as Steph and appreciate your insights. Keep up the good work and thanks for your takes, Denny. You're such a wonderful he, he, wise man. He says he's the unofficial white atheist liberal airline pilot for the Stephanie Miller Show. Ding! <laughs> That's from the show. And our uh, last email here is from Jill A. Mm-hmm. Hi, girlfriends. You know you go. Thank you so much for staying on the subject of the kidnapped, abused children. My 22-year-old Mexican daughter is finally becoming politically active because of this horrendous crime. Mm. I think she may actually vote in the next election. It was so nice to hear David and Sean. These are people we had on um, last week Mm -hmm. uh, on the show too. Remind Sean about the first staff show at the Second City. So Jill is from Second Second City, City, Chicago. So that's why I wanted you to right, 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 right. And she was a waitress there when I was when I started working there and high school and uh, so you know at Second City you were all a family so with David Rosowski Sean um, Masterson. Masterson oh my goodness I was going to call him Moynihan uh, yeah but uh, but you know so everybody we all just know each other and at Second City there's just no division in terms of friendships between the people who are on stage and the people who work in the theater so frankly a lot of times the people working in the theater were funnier yes ex- all the time I'm just going to say well, and oftentimes the people who worked in the theater ended up on stage yes everybody from Ian Gomez I mean we can go name Name after name after name. A lot of people you wouldn't even think of. Yeah, everybody worked Alan on Alan Alda was a, is from Second City. Yes. It's just stuff you wouldn't think of, mm-hmm. but yeah. So uh, she says, take care of yourselves, and all we all need each other, you know. And she's like, and then she, I had a massage last week, y'all. I don't know if we, we didn't get to talk about it here because we had, we aired a pre-episode, taped episode. Exactly. So we, we talked about it on Stephanie Miller. A man crawled on my back. I have never had that happen. She is so bruised. Her back is like, she was like, look at my back. And I was like, <gasps> yeah. like it looks like somebody beat you with like a, a pillowcase full of soap. I know. Or so, like her back is just, a, I'm like, that can't be right. So she says, never let a massage therapist ever kneel on your back again. She says, I wish I could come out there and give you guys all massages. She has 20 years of experience and give a deep and effectual massage without pain. Thank you, Jill. I just thought I was and just jump up and go, stop. <laughs> well, I, you know, for the first time in my life, Ever, Angela, I screamed out in pain in a massage. I've never That's not supposed to happen. Done that. It's supposed to be relaxing, even if it's a little, you know, you know, loosening up things. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for resistance wrap up. Where we give you actionable items so you can go out here and fight the resistance and do some good work. Now we've been I've been trying for like three days to get up this we've been compiling a list of all of the refugee and immigrant um, and asylum seeking uh, charities that 
we can find and that we, people tell us about to put it up on one page. Mm-hmm. So keep looking for that at the pot, the final word podcast.com because it hopefully will be working today. Um, the site's just not been working, but uh, you probably you may have heard this group, but we wanted to focus on RICES or RACES. It's spelled R A I C E S, which stands for Refugee for Immigrant Center. Um, for education and legal services. Yes. I think they started with racism and worked their way back yeah. to that name. Yeah. Uh, but they're a nonprofit. They provide free and low-cost legal services to immigrant children, families, and refugees in Texas. They're accepting donations and volunteers at its website. In addition, they have this uh, hashtag, Postcards for Family. It's a campaign. They will donate $5 to... Um, that that postcard family would donates five dollars to races for every postcard kids write to help the separated immigrant children. Oh, that's a it's wonderful really, that's a wonderful summer project if you have somebody who is young, you know, in yes. your life, especially like sh- shoot. I was going to say shit. You could do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah think, but yeah, yes, but, but, but you know, still. but but kids, little kids, you know, who are hearing about this and maybe don't understand it. it yeah, you know, they, I don't. They, it, it might be a nice thing for them to process. Yes. you know, and understand this. It might be a good thing for them to do. And you can also look up Charlotte and Dave Wilmer and and mm-hmm. and join some more money to their podcast. I just enjoy watching those numbers go up. Me too. It tells me that we're all here. Oh my goodness. And I do want to say we things will get better, but only if we get our bust out of our homes and apartments and and get out here and march and protest and vote yes vote 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 but be on top of it keep calling your people at 202-224-3121 because this is we are the only thing stopping this from getting worse that's right we want to thank our producer joy salvia we want to thank Lindsay floyd thank you very much and jack silver i'm francis Callier. i'm angela v shelton we are frangela and thank you so much for listening to the final word. Remember, you can follow us at Frangela Duo on all the social medias, and we invite you to go check out the Westwood One app and all of their great podcasts. This season on My Side of the Story, Roger Stone. There is no evidence whatsoever of any Russian collusion on my part. Olivia Nutzi. Private companies have always had a higher standard than the American voting public. My Side of the Story with Judith Regan. All episodes available now, absolutely free, however you listen. Please rate and subscribe now in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcasts or the all-new Westwood One Podcasts app from Westwood One Podcast Network.